from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. And this is the best beer show on the internet, according to our mothers. Absolutely. All right. uh, Joining us today is Chad again. Hello. And Eric. Yo. In studio this time, not over a (laughs) shitty Skype connection. God, I listened to part of that on the way here. It was horrible. It it was bad, but it wasn't like that bad. sounded like I was like one of those drunk callers on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, not good. Aren't you usually? (laughs) That's my baseline BAC. (laughs) Drunk. Drunk caller on the radio. Why can't I find the two? Oh, they're there. Uh, But yeah, no, I mean, that, that was a... I think I feel like we got all the information across on that episode that we needed to get across. So Big mission accomplished. Yes. Good enough. All right, Miles, what have you been doing beer related Not this past much week? Prepared. Well, I guess two weeks because we missed last week because somebody's a jerk face. Uh yeah, work is a jerk face because they totally Oh, work and oh hey, let's record this night. Uh yeah, I'm not gonna show up that night because reasons. Because because good reasons. I had no choice in the matter. You did? What do you mean? You were watching TV. <laughs> oh, you meant for the other podcast. Was it good TV? I hope so. No, I was, I was on a date. Was hey, a that's date a good night. reason. I it disagree. Was, it was date night. Those there are first world problems about. Casey does not understand at this moment in time. <laughs> he, Unless he, it's a beer day night. Holy day. specialty IPAs. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my that's, for, God. that's for next week's show. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, what have you been doing? Beer what have wise? I been doing yeah. beer related? Uh, oh, man. What what did I do last? I drank a lot. Oh, uh, Pitchfork's uh, Spring Festival was last week. Uh, and they had, in one of their Firkins, they had a chocolate porter on uh, Whoppers, you know, the, uh, uh, like, oh, like the, the, the chocolate milk, malt balls. You, yeah. you said Whoppers, immediately I'm thinking McDonald's. That's, well, Burger King. Hell of Burger an adjunct King. to <laughs> use. <laughs> Whatever. You know, it, it was actually really good. <laughs> it tasted like a milkshake. It was kind of awesome. So it's kind of like that, uh, that one beer, that Choco Shake Porter from Boulder, I think. Yeah, a little bit like that, but no nitro. Girl beer. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then they had their, uh, they had a mango, or no, it was a Belgian IPA on mangoes. That sounds That fantastic. sounds good. And that was very good. You don't like Belgians. No, but I like IPAs and I like mangoes, so I made it work. <laughs> <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> uh, other than that, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a good time. We went, uh, yeah, it, it was one hell of a beer day. We went from there to American Sky, uh, then we went, then we ended the day at uh, Rush River. Have they improved? So. Um, I don't feel comfortable answering that question. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Off air. Uh, but yeah. So no. That was, uh, otherwise, Eric and I have been slowly planning our collabor- next collaboration brew. Uh, did we ever decide what style we were going to I think you want to do an India rye pale ale. I think, I th- well, we talked about it. I don't know if that was what we landed on or... Uh, yeah, be. I, I think, think rye pale ales are oh, yeah. fantastic. So yeah, we'll do we'll do a rye IPA. Yeah, or a rye PA or probably something. hops are undecided. I think hops hops are currently undecided. Yeah, uh, as is we'll malt see what's bill. in stock. So. What mouthfeel? Malt malt bill. Malt oh. bill. We hadn't figured that out yet either. Yeah. But we'll talk about that uh, probably 
Uh, well, so, we'll do a show so next week. in weekend. other words, you have a style picked out. We have a style. And a yeast. And a yeast. Vermont. No. 1056. Wait, wait, wait. US split 05? Split batch. Or split yeah. 1056 and, and 1272. Yep. No, no US 05? No. We'll put a little bit of it in a cup, and you could put your <laughs> shitty yeast in there. Oh, he still left half a packet in my freezer <laughs> of USO5. No wonder that fucking beer didn't ferment. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Chad, what have you been up to? You know, I've been doing some research on how to brew with some almond meal that I picked up from Trader Joe's. Yeah, we've been talking about, about that. Meal. What did, what almond did you come meal. up with? Yeah. Um, well, I'm thinking more of like a, a porter. Okay. That would probably be best. It'll blend with like so like an almond porter, you know. Maybe use like some fuggle hops. I don't know. Uh, what kind of flavors are you looking to get out of the almond meal? You know, really just kind of like an amaretto kind of taste, almost like an amaretto style beer. Which a lot of people said you can just add amaretto straight up, but I want to see what it's. It doesn't meal seem as be. fun as using almond meal. Yeah, That's what I was thinking. I like, it's a little more challenging. Pours just I feel like it pouring it in. Dry hop it with like almonds. You know, I was looking at that, but they were Dry saying almond uh, it. I, to be concerned about the oils and the fats. Uh, yeah. Just so that. yeah that, that might produce yeah. off flavors. Uh, Most I feel like likely. what we're here to talk about. Yeah. I, I think a lot of nuts also there. will start breaking <laughs> down and like decomposing in your beer or some stuff like that. There yep. are a few yeah. breweries who do use nuts, uh, one of them being Grey Monday from the brewery. Hazelnuts or hazel something? Hazelnuts. Yeah. And it's fucking <clears throat> delicious. Hmm. No, I'll be really fantastic. curious to taste that when it's done. That, yeah, that sounds really interesting. I've been yeah, telling like, Eric we should make a, an almond cream ale for like nine years now. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I heard you could do is uh, roast the almonds and then just add them just like a either a dry hop or like a, I think they wanted like a 15-minute addition. Okay. So... I wonder if we'll like almond extract would be okay. Almond well, so are, are you are you looking at adding into the mash then? You know, I haven't really decided yet because it's actually quite a fine powder, but it says that it's good for uh, a lot of different uses and it. You can kind of almost make like a ball out of it. You can uh, dry hop with, or not either dry hop or just add it as an addition. Okay. And I got uh-huh. like. Uh, I would personally want to try putting at least some in the mash ton. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I don't know. Um, those flavors might get boiled out. Fair enough. Most likely. Yeah. Or fermented out. Or fermented out. Depending on the sugar, the sugars that are in there. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I have no sh- idea how sugary it is or anything. Me either. Like, I was going to say, like, I haven't done that, that much research. You should make a bread with it in the, as yeah. a test. <laughs> just throw that out bread. there. It's just, you know, whatever. Huh. Yeah. All well, right, let's talk, about, <laughs> let's talk about something we know what we're talking about. God. Not like just pure conjecture at this point. So what are, what's what's on the agenda, Miles? You haven't told me anything about no, today. No, no. Half the time I like to keep you in the dark just so I can get honest responses during the episode. Uh, no, today we have a homebrew that Chad and I made uh, a month ago now. Yeah, at least okay. a month. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. It it's is. Been a while. Yeah, but as Eric we'll just fills to, up his glass we'll get again, to it. it's. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. No, it's. Uh, I haven't had it yet. It was a completely off the cuff, winging it, uh, recipe experiment. This isn't, the, this isn't the homebrew, isn't it? That's a no. The big Summit one's the Horizon that was Red Ale. Red. Oh, I brought well, the drink. No wonder Sorry. that didn't. <laughs> I was like, I thought you guys made a stout. Yeah, I did too. I had no idea what they made, so I was on board. What? This was going to be a fuck is that? No, it's a a great beer. Oh, it's a porter. It looks like a porter. It didn't look like a stout. (laughs) No, it's uh, it's a porter. Uh, 
Jeez. Do you have the recipe at the moment? I don't. I don't, uh, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's pla- prepared. Poor planning on our part. <laughs> no, uh, once yeah, you designed the recipe. This, yeah, so. I know, but if you have we to. did so many substitutions. Uh, one of the things we did do is we put a lot of turbinado sugar in there. Yeah, I'm going to put too much turbinado sugar in there is what I'm thinking. But I really want to know what this recipe is. Do you have it on like Brewtoad or anything? Um, I have it on uh, Beersmith at home. That is super helpful. All right, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you have you have a ballpark of what was in it? I don't need numbers. I just I'm curious about ingredients. No, I, I want to say we had a, a 3.3 pounds of extra light, uh, the liquid extract. Then we had. Was it uh, Special B? Half a pound of Special B, I think. And was there? Some, I think there was some roasted barley in there, not too much. Uh, and then we packed in some turbinado sugars. <laughs> Your I, face! <laughs> don't look at my face! <laughs> I don't know, this just tastes like a red ale to me. I don't know what's good. <laughs> Because it is a real right. I don't. I don't. I don't want to say anything until everyone else has had a chance to try it yet. So we're gonna go around and do that. Uh, oh. Chad, what what do you think about the beer? He, he's had a few. Um, at least. Yeah, yeah, I've had a few. Um, not my favorite so far, honestly. Uh, for me, it gives a almost like a reoccurring mouth feel. It's it's very it's very slippery for me. Okay. And I think that might be due to the turbinado sugar. I also had that similar feel and a similar kind of off taste from the IPA that I made last time. And I also used turbinado sugar, so I'm saying there's probably a correlation there. <laughs> a little from column A, a little from column B. Mm-hmm. No, I, I... But this one I definitely made sure a little... It was definitely kept at a lot more consistent temperature than last time. Okay. Okay, <laughs> you've tasted it. You've tasted it. I'm, I'm going to start us off here. Uh, yeah. Aroma wise, I, I there's something burning my nostrils. <laughs> God, uh, I, I get like it's it's just it smells a little hot. I don't know why. It, it fusel could just, alcohol. Yeah, fusel. That's it. Um, What's the ABV on it? I think it's close to six or seven. Taste wise, it's solventy. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know. There's something, and then there's like a burnt car- caramel flavor that I'm getting in the yeah. back back end, or I, molasses. Like just molasses. a really hard molasses that I wasn't expecting. I want to say there is some caramel crystal in here too. Okay. Um. Yeah. That's that's where I'm at so far, Eric. Um. Well, I don't know. It it's hard. It's actually a really perplexing beer to describe. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah, there's definitely some um, fusel alcohol notes. It's sharp. Yeah. Um, it's sweet. <laughs> uh, quite caramely. And I think I don't. I don't think it's a. Bad oh, beer? Yeah, it's just not my favorite. Why? It, there's just not much body to it, though. The thing I forgot, to tell, I forgot to tell you guys about this one is that um, I did add some coffee to it. I was Cop- just going to say coffee oh, to it. Oh, it was from that Keurig, you know, just like the caramel coffee. Okay. There's, that's, 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 that's what That makes it a lot of that. Okay. Like, okay. What is that? It's most, <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of like a sweet, caramely coffee brown ale than more of a porter. 
Yeah, I th- I think it uh, falls short from being a porter, uh, and I think I think I thought it was gonna be darker. Well, part part. Uh, how much do you know? How much sugar you added? Four ounces. You added four ounces. Yeah. Okay, four and ounces. A five gallon batch. About four ounces, not quite four three ounces. Gallons. I was like the end of the bag, and it was like three point nine. Okay, and what did was that your priming sugar or the, that was for yeah the turbinado? I think if you call and, it a, a brown ale, it's pretty well. solid. If you take out the word porter, it's it. <laughs> no, I I agree. It's definitely not a porter. It could I be think, an um, English porter. It, it is an extract batch, and I would have to say uh, because we didn't do any hmm. actual mashing, just steeping of the grains, mm-hmm. um, we l- probably lost a lot of the body by comparison to an all grain version of what this otherwise would be. Sure. The more I drink it, the more I'm getting used to it and kind of like it. Yeah, it, I, I, the coffee bad. edition is nice. It's tough at first for me. I was well, like, Ugh. and I had no I idea that the, that that caramel coffee was going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> and so that one. I'm sitting here trying to figure out how I'm going to explain how that's probably mostly the turbinado, but it shouldn't cover that much mm. ground. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. That's Keurig. Yeah, yeah. Keurig uh, it was only, it was a small cup too. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it is there. Is, there is definitely those fusel alcohols which need to. Yeah, what yeast did you those. use? Um, I don't remember now. I don't either. <laughs> what was it? It was a substitute. Was something. it an English yeast? I want to say it, it was. It tastes rather English, which works. Yeah. But if it was 007, no. it's... Mm-mm. No, it, it was a dry yeast. Uh, how did you 007. ferment? Uh, in a bucket? <laughs> Two weeks? Where was the bucket? How warm? Oh, in, in my utility closet. How warm? It was kept at a average about 66 degrees. Should so be fine. I got an extra turn. No, it's honestly probably monitored. just the amount of sugar we used. That, yeah, it probably we, is. We used stress the yeast a little bit. Yeah. about one and a quarter ounces per gallon. Why? <laughs> yeah, normal, like well, I don't. Un- okay, I don't. Uh, you well, know, okay, it's home so, brewing. That's a beauty. Yeah, of no, no, yeah, no. I, I'm I just. Still, I, I'm curious what your thought process behind the amount of sugar. I don't understand why to add sugar unless you're doing like a quad or a well, giant IPA the, or something. Okay, so. I, I designed this. We wanted to do three gallons, and I wanted to do it economically, uh, which meant I was only going to get one of the canisters of liquid extract, which covered most of the ground, but would have really only get you to like ten forty-five. Sure, and that and well, that makes sense, then. and that's not a porter. Um, but I didn't want to spend five bucks on a pound of uh, dry extract or ten more. For more liquid, how extract. much was the recipe just in general? Like a ballpark number cost like 15, 16 bucks. Yeah, I don't even think it was that much. I think no, it was close to like, like 12, was, 13. That I mean, that I mean, you, it's, if you're saying it, it's a budget beer, it tastes great. Yeah, knowing that there isn't probably um, a ton of oats and a ton of no, things the, in there that the cost thing, money. The other thing I was keeping in mind is uh, knowing where I was getting the ingredients and how they how they sell in bulk. Yeah, so I mean, the, the ingredients aren't bad, but. You know, I wanted to get. I, I ended up doing like two or three substitutions with what I designed, with what I wrote the recipe for, with what they had available. Okay. So one of the things we were going to do is uh, the corn sugar instead of turbinado. I well, I don't think that's going to help. I think the turbinado is fine. Yeah. Uh, I've, I mean, I've used turbinado in beers before as just a substitute for priming sugar, and that's mm-hmm. fine if that's all you're using it for. Um, anytime you're substituting just sugar instead of using malt extract, you're gonna get thin, fusily beers. Yeah, it's, there's it's no just flavor. It's yeah, just, it's it's just what's gonna happen. So yeah, it sucks buying or spending the five bucks more on the malt extract, but you're gonna get a much more palatable product at the yeah. end. Yep. And so I I think really go that way. Plus, turbinado sugar isn't 
exactly the cheapest thing in the world either. No, but it's no. so bad. <laughs> no, our, our excuse for using that was, well, I have turbinado sugar. That, that's you do? Uh, hold on, say, do you yeah, have brown sugar? Yeah, but brown sugar is going to do the same thing. It, no, I know. The yeast is just going to chew through it. It's, I mean, it's going to leave a little bit of flavor residue, but it's not going to. It's not going to impart a huge amount of flavor. No, I would use you mostly, know like a like we just a dry just malt going extract for the the last point or two of ABV just to get it into that porter range. And yeah, turbinado as opposed to anything else because we had it and it sounded neat. yeah. It well, it's like a, a fun beer to be like. Let's try to accomplish something with, I don't know, budgeted ingredients mm-hmm. and try to meet a guideline. It, I don't know. Sometimes those are fun. Not yeah. having it fully thought out, just brewing for the no, sake it, of brewing. It was very off the cuff. Let's Sounds fun to me. Here. It was fantastic fun. I'm just saying, uh, if you want to fix, like, do, like, if, if I were to take this recipe and try to improve it, that's, sure. that's the first thing I would switch out, okay. is uh, do some sort of extract, or just bump it down to a brown end where I don't need a huge sugar addition yep. to hit Cut that Cut the ABP. sugar completely. Yeah. And just make a sessional yeah, brown Yeah, because ale. if, I mean, I think if the, if the sugar was out of this completely, we'd have a, like, a, a beer with a good mouthfeel, and it'd just be a, just a very good, uh, easy drinking beer at this point. Yeah. No, other, otherwise, I think it tastes all right. It takes a little getting used I to. I like it, the but... coffee at the end. The coffee's a surprise. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. No, and it's it's a good surprise, but it totally threw me for a loop when I was tasting this, and I had no idea. <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> uh, so I guess that kind of brings us around to the topic for the day, which is off flavors. So you were talking about the solventy, so... Segway. Uh-huh. Uh so see what you did there. What's wrong with my beer? So here's how tonight is I going. I just told you. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> We've been through this. Uh so here's here's how it's gonna work. I'll pretend to taste a beer, Casey, that you made, and I'll say I taste something wrong with it. Okay. You will then apologize and explain what you did wrong and what you should have done instead. Alright. Alright, so here we go. Uh I'm tasting this beer of yours and it tastes a bit skunky. What's up with that? Well, uh, I you see, I, t- I I ran out of space uh, to store the bottles, okay. and uh, but I had this awesome spot out on the patio in full <laughs> sunlight, and so I just kind of set them there for a while. I figured it'd be okay. Well, see, there was your first mistake. <laughs> oh, and uh, I got the I got a really good deal on these clear bottles. Yeah, that wouldn't help either, and I'm guessing the. Uh the whole heat change between night and day didn't help either. Oh, uh, well, I, I figured then it would give it a really good, like, uh, I was looking for a traditional uh, beer. <laughs> you, you thought the temperatures would average out just a little bit? Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, well, here, Eric, since you're here, uh, this, uh, this beer tastes like you took a trip to the movies. It's all slick on my tongue and not quite what I'm looking for. That diacetyl dough. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, you fermented too warm, possibly, or you... This is your beer. This is your beer, so what? you fermented too warm. You for Yes. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> it's a hypothetical beer, dude. Oh. Role play. <laughs> I'm so defensive. <laughs> what? <Dude. laughs> uh, yeah, you either fermented too warm, or is, isn't that uh, DMS? Nope. It DMS is, is, uh, it is like corn. It is diacetyl. Yeah. So yeah, generally fermenting too warm, right? 
Yeah. It, it also depends on what yeast strain I used. Yeah, uh, there are certain yeast strains that do, do love really warm. pump yeah. out that diacetyl. <clears throat> uh, just, I guess one one of the general things to know is that diacetyl is a natural process of fermentation that usually gets itself fixed in the in the process as well. Unless you really stress out those yeasts. Yep, yep. And a diacetyl rest if you're making a lager. Eh. Do that de-rest. Uh-huh. Uh, Chad, let's see if you if you know your stuff. I'm tasting this German lager of yours. Did you use maize in this, or am I tasting something that's not supposed to be there? No, I use maize. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> good. good answer. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pass. I honestly don't know. Uh, if I had to take a stab at it, maybe too much corn sugar? DMS. I don't know. No, uh, DMS. 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 Yeah. Your DMS. It gives uh, it that like, sweet cream yeah, corn I, note. I figured out how to get this all on my own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. Uh, mash, if you mash too long, get some over-extraction. That can cause some DMS. Uh, Mashing you, with a lid on. Uh, if you don't uh, boil, no, boiling with a lid on will give you DMS. Uh, if you don't boil long enough That's or boil with a lid on, uh, those, like, usually during the boil, the DMS will uh, boil off. But yeah. if it gets back into the beer or it doesn't boil off completely, it'll end up in the final product. And apparently, and it, if you don't use your wort chiller, that um, uh, allows, there's there's that heat range that allows for more DMS to actually start oh, okay. building up again. Good it's to know. probably uh, less, sig- less significant than a lack of a boil, yeah. but it's still... Really prominent if you're using, uh, like, Pilsner malts. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. So Pilsner malt is a big, big, like, offender of this. So, yeah, when I'm making my Pilsners, I need to be more careful, apparently. Well, you see, Casey, you're a talented brewer, but please tell me what is up with this green apple taste in this new brew of yours. We, I, I put apples in it, Maya. <laughs> Uh, that's a cider. <laughs> <laughs> what you a really shitty cider the other day. <laughs> Rush River all, has a good cider. It's all like sour and dry. Once it's when? Yeah. Uh, on tap only. They're not going to bottle it until next November. Yep. Huh. I'm going to try it tonight as long as it's not like $9. No, it's uh, it's 5 just like everything else. That's what kind of cider money. is it? Like, what is it made from? Apples. Apples. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, there's tons of different apples you can make them. I, make I what apple. I like, don't scrumpy. know. They they bought they bought the a they bought cider from a cidery. Yeah, and they, they bought juice it. I don't like that. Not trying it. Okay. It's oh, not really BS. craft. <laughs> I went down to Maiden Rocks Cidery. Have you guys Just been down kidding. there? Uh, I haven't been there, but I've, I've had, had some their of their stuff. stuff. I liked their scrumpy. Their honey yeah, crisp this, was awesome. The honey crisp was really good. Really dynamite. Wait, we were talking about green apple off flavors. Where the hell did we yeah. get on cider? <laughs> Can you please explain Whoops. that? Whoops. <laughs> the green apple off flavors? I can't remember what it's called now. <laughs> That's why I changed the subject. The green apple splatters. <laughs> Eric. This green apple flavor, can you pinpoint what the problem might be? I really should be able to as a brewer, but um I have before. I can't. Uh, uh the reason being is no, I don't know. But it's not, yeah, like it's not something I've had to troubleshoot personally, there, no, and so no, it didn't and, stick. And uh, pretty much, if you file, follow any guidelines for home brewing one hundred and one, you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be fine. Uh, the green apple flavor is acetyl aldehyde. I knew that. <laughs> I knew that too. He says that now. Uh, when you take it off the yeast too quickly, 
Acetaldehyde is another natural process. Oh yeah, that and that gets yeah okay. And then the yep. yeasts start to break it back, break it back down. It's fun relearning things that I already knew, because it's just <laughs> no, it's just refreshing and I like yeah. it. Yeah, and all you really have to do is just let your beer sit on the yeast for at least two weeks, which is like home brewing one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. So when you don't give enough time for fermentation, yeah, well, uh, not necessarily. So fer- that, fermentation but... is done at this point, and then uh, the yeast enter like a cleanup mode, and they just they clean up all of these like little things that you don't want in your beer, mm-hmm. and so like the yeast are your friends. So just let it sit on there for a while, and it'll just keep working on the beer. It's not fermenting anything, so like you'll you'll hit your final gravity, but hit your final gravity and then sit for a week, an yeah, additional but, week, yeah, and okay. then that'll get you a nice clean beer. Basically, what happens is uh, the yeast are primarily interested in sugar, mm-hmm. but when that runs out, then they start turning their attention to doing other things. Okay, and so this, sugar is a gateway food for them? It's a gateway food, okay. yep. And then they start doing the harder stuff. I see. Yeah. I uh, like doing harder food. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, this one is for you. Clearly, this beer of yours has a very stale taste to it. How did that happen? <laughs> uh, Eric, Eric is uh, plugging in his Mac. Oh, I got it. All right, so the beer has a stale taste. Yeah, it's 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 stale. Like, the, like is it like cardboardy stale? Yes. So then a bunch of oxygen got into my beer because I figured I was just gonna, uh, you know, like transferring into a bottling bucket is just so much work. So I figured I'd just dump it in there. Fair enough. I mean the the logic is sound, but the yeah, it only goes about that far. Uh, basically, there's really only one time that you like to have oxygen introduced into your beer, and that's right before fermentation. Yep. Any thoughts on this, Chad? No. Oh, okay. Nope. Well, Chad, you you made this one beer. It's an IPA, and it has a very bitter quality that makes me pucker a lot. Is that supposed to happen? Probably not. Probably getting, like... <laughs> You're talking more like an astringent, almost like a powdery yes. kind of thing? Yes. Yeah. Maybe uh, grains were steeped too long, possibly, or pH was too high. This guy's good. That is like... I remember that passage from John Palmer. <laughs> <is the> <laughs> like, Somebody's yeah. reading some Palmer. <laughs> no, clearly, you... Yeah, that, that's exactly it. So, Eric, this session IPA of yours, it tasted a lot like uh, Casey's roommate <clears throat> just mowed the lawn. What's going on here? Over hop exposure, like dry hops, probably sat on them too long, and or <sighs> wet grains, like raw, like stored improperly. Yeah, yep. Would be my thought. Too much moisture. Too much, too much uh, moisture in the grains before usage. Improper oh. storage in general. Okay. And then I'm actually that, shocked I got that. No, you were you were right on the ball. That's you're that shocked was, that you got vegetal flavors. No, I'm shocked that I even got that right. Oh. <laughs> I don't talk about this stuff often enough. We really because I never fuck up beer. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> Except Casey, this beer of yours has a clearly Damn astringent, it. barley-ish sort of flavor. I barley-ish? Under- yeah, I hardly understand what's going on. Please, I don't explain. understand your descriptor. It is an astringent, barley-ish sort of flavor. Oh, then I, I'm gonna say that I overextracted my grains. And we got too many tannins. No. I don't know. I don't understand the word barley-ish. Uh, it has a barley, like... 
yeah. a harsh barley That's kind of flavor. really vague. I'm sorry. <laughs> I try to use these terms with, or I try to explain these terms without using the actual word. I know. My problem is I don't, like, no. I don't register um, barley-ish as a thing in my... Grainy, husky. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm still going to go with uh, over-extraction of the grains there. That seems like a tannin issue. Uh, Primarily, uh, I can also come up if you're using way too many roasted malts. Excuse me, way too much roasted malt. Uh, That's what I have for the most part for us today. Cool. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, we did a decent job of going over every, or the the most common ones. Major ones. The the major ones. Um, And what could have caused them. mm -hmm. I got one for you, Miles. Sure. So this... Uh, rockin' American Blonde Ale you handed me really tastes kind of tart, like kind of like cheesy and sour. Okay. What happened? It sounds like a bacterial infection. How, though? Uh, I probably didn't clean my bottles well enough. Ah, what about your fermenter? Way too warm. Eh, good enough. (laughs) Somebody handed me a beer... That tasted like it should be used to brine fish. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) I like a salty goza. Clearly you've been having too much lutefisk. (laughs) Hideous stuff. (laughs) Oh, not good at all. All right, This is crushable. Yeah, it is. Clearly is just sitting in like, I have no clue. (laughs) No, I know lutefisk, and I don't want any part of that. All right, guys, that's today's episode. Uh, thanks you for, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash studios or go ahead and follow us uh, on Twitter. Wait, I don't. I got Where? messed up. Hang on. No. If you'd like to support us, head on over to blindersstudios.com, click uh. on the Become a Patron link at the bottom of the page, or if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage, go do your regular Amazon shopping, and get a bit of a kickback. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week.